everybody. Welcome back to the Bullhucker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Vokey. And we have a special guest, I'll say special, a very old friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran comedy shows for many years. This is one of our very first headliners. Yeah. Uh, those stories might come up today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch this episode, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Baca, how are you, man? Uh, I'm great. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing awesome. And Adam. <laughs> we're, uh, we're at Big Johnson Construction. Uh, we're using Adam's office right now. Usually we uh, go inside a local business, but you're in town doing a motivational speech tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you guys referred me to that was uh, teed me up. And, like, the director knows you, Adam, from yeah. back in the day. She She's heard of you, Moose. So hopefully. Ariella. Ariella Vondi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for actually, word of mouth. So If you run into a Chloe Hirschfeld tomorrow, she's the one that got a hold of me. So Okay. Perfect. What's up, Chloe? Chloe, thank you yeah. for making this ball move into motion. <laughs> will she be there tomorrow? Uh, she probably will. She's been on this podcast, too. She has okay. an episode on here. She did oh, very well on her podcast, actually. So. Yeah, that was, she that was a fun one. Great. I can't remember. Shit, I can't remember either. So, um, but before we get started, I do want to say welcome to the Bullhucker Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, let me do that. If you're new to the podcast, uh, what we do here is we have a guest on, Matt Bacca, today. And Matt's going to tell us three stories about his life. The kicker is only two of these stories are true. One is either made up, it's borrowed, or it's partially made up. Now, without going into great detail, Matt, which one is it? Uh, it's partially made up. It's partially yeah. made up, so it's partially true. And that yeah. makes it a little tougher because the part of the story is true. So right. that's uh, we so we kind of struggle with those sometimes. So I've been struggling with everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> but if you're new, also if you want to check this out on YouTube, please hit on the bottom right hand button. In in the bottom right hand corner of the screen, there's a subscribe button. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe. That's a small click for you, a big click for us. So we appreciate it. Um, thank you. I've heard that a couple times. Thank you. I've said it a few times. Thank God I got this guy. I'm, all tough. I'm so I'm so in awe that Matt Bach is here today. That's what it is. I know. Like, yeah. Starstruck. Starstruck. That's exactly what it is. So, uh, also, uh, no matter what platform you're using, whether it be iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, please make sure you leave a rating and review. Uh, if it's a good one, Matt uh, or uh, Adam here will give you a hug. Why am I struggling? That's the I awesome. twins, I guess. It's it's the twins. Twins. That's yeah, what it is. We look so similar. That's what, you know how many times I've been called Adam. Yeah. Matt, and people, About half as much as I've been called Moose. Okay. I'm like it's interchangeable. Yeah, we're not even the there same color, man. Say <laughs> we're two different flavors, man. You're you know? the same height. He's, yeah. he's a 300 pound yeah. Mexican. I'm a 400 pound redneck. I mean, come on, man. Interchangeable. <laughs> I don't see color. Guys. It got come so on. bad, like during the comedy shows that I almost I, ta- I even told him I'm gonna get a shirt says or a shirt made that says "Not Moose" with an arrow pointing <laughs> up at great. my face, like his right. and her shirts, because that's not <laughs> people think we're dating them. That's not where the shit. <laughs> Matt, what have you been up to lately, man? It's been so long. Oh, it's been a while. Is, it, is my mic okay here? Is it should yeah. be right here or here? What's uh, the up and down. Oh, like this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's better. Yeah, it was like right in my face. Um, Adjust well, it however you want, Okay. Man. Well, I'm, I'm out in L.A., so I've been there for nine years. And, um, yeah, just doing a lot of creative projects. I actually just ended a corporate – I was in corporate America for a long time. I talked some about that on stage. And, um, yeah, I just feel like those doors in corporate are closing and um, made it to – like. Uh, four rounds of interviews at Facebook and four rounds of interviews at other big companies just never worked out. So I'm focused all my energy on the creative. So writing some scripts and getting back into stand up, being a pretty aggressive push uh, towards that. And then I still teach it at, uh, at CU Boulder. So, um, nice. and that's only, um, 
it's only in the summer, so I only do like uh, these uh, boot camps. So it's not like I'm there every, uh, you know, the whole year, but it's still right. good cre- street cred for a good good business school. Still work with the international students, which I talk about on stage too. So, yeah. Of course. So everything's good. Every, uh, California's great. It's so cold here. I'm like, oh my gosh. In <laughs> Colorado? In this room. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's fine. No, it's good. It's just, I'm, my body's like, oh, you, you should have taken a bigger jacket. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you become not, it's funny because people that come to Colorado get that we make fun of it but then we go to the south and you just sweat your ass off it's right, all the, the right, humidity right. so it's yeah you yeah. get used to where yeah. you're at obviously yep. uh, right. before we get started I want to tell you a story about you Matt that uh, I, I love very much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's not the greatest story but it's, it's how I remember you uh, we used to have this at first the shows were at the Clarion yep and that was back that was Ten years ago, it was a decade ago mm-hmm. when we started, and you were headlining for us. Yeah. And uh, the, it was standard operating procedure that after the pod or after the podcast, after the comedy show, we'd go drinking. Yeah. We'd go drinking heavily. Yeah. And it was the one. It was the one time you were down, and I ended up uh, staying at the Clarion. They gave me a room because I was a little right. hammered. They, <laughs> right, like, they just right. gave me. They yeah. took me into a room and laid me down, and yeah. I just don't die, Larry. <laughs> uh, I woke up and I thought I don't remember taking you home. Or making sure you got home. I'm sure Adam did. Right. And I was like, shit, shit. So I run down there. I'm like, what room is Matt Balk in? <laughs> and you always had the long hair and you answered, bud. And you had this. <laughs> Super fro. Oh, my God. Like Palomalu, <laughs> bud. That's what you look like. It was like a fro. Because last thing I remember that night, I don't even know where you got it from. But you were walking around the Queen Lounge with a platter full of shots. Do you remember that? Yeah. I don't know I even do know where you got it. the shots. Yeah. And I think I handed this. Not same, but it, uh, the. um the uh, engagement party for Terry's daughter, like I was going around with jello shots. Like, here you go. So it just continued on in, in happiness or in drunkenness, whatever. You, you just had it. Like, where'd you get the shots? You just shrugged at yeah. me and just kept uh, handing them out to everybody. Know. I was just trying to be helpful. I was just trying to get people on their drunken road. I mean, the, I said those are great times. Those were. It was a lot of fun. A lot then. of booze. A lot, a of, lot booze. of hard liquor. A lot so. of hard liquor. But yeah, I do miss I miss I miss the shows. And when I heard that you guys weren't doing the shows anymore, right? Because um, whatever reason, it's yeah. very sad. But it's but those were the great times. I mean, people in Fort Morgan and surrounding areas, they would come out and they would want to laugh. Right. They loved laughing. They were not uptight. They weren't, you know. And uh, it's a different world now. It is, <laughs> you know. And I mean, never sure. say never. They might come back. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. We may do one one or two here and there. Yeah, It'd be great. And not, not in any capacity like we used to. And it's kind of like we don't know a lot of the comics out of Denver anymore. We kind of lost touch with them, and the new generation has stepped up. And yeah. some of them are probably fantastic. I just haven't had a chance to really be around them to know, you know. Yeah. So it's And it is a different world. I mean, Terry and I have been – we're doing – I got a guest set at Comedy Works a couple nights ago, and <clears throat> and then we did a, an open mic there in Denver last night, which was great. But it's – yeah, it's just um, – I mean, I haven't done stand-up in downtown Denver in probably nine years. It's been forever. Really? I, mean, I, I do it. I do Terry shows like in, in South Denver, like right. Aurora. and um, But it's a whole different vibe like in the downtown area, right? With right. young young kids and millennials and Zoomers. And it just it's, – it's like – so I'm watching them getting like older, like my bones are calcifying. I'm just <laughs> yeah, aging yeah, yeah. like exponentially. But um, but yeah, so it's hard and it's not necessarily the same network that we knew 10 years ago. Right. Even. So right. it's just interesting. Things change and people will adapt and move forward. So. There's, a, there's a short list of probably five comics now. When I get calls for Christmas parties or whatever, I still hook people up. Yeah. What, what I do now, if you need a comic, let me know. I, I What I do is I'll... 
I'll say what date is it. I'll make a, I'll make some phone calls and yeah. to the guys and see who can make the date, and I'll just give them exchange phone numbers. Right. You guys figure out the money. You guys figure out that because you get the, essentially they're they're uh, contractors. You know what I mean? Um, right. Right. So they'll figure it out, and it's always worked out well. But there's five five or six that I go to go to guys: the Dave Testeros, the mm-hmm. Alan Goodwin, the yep. uh, Brent Gill. Yeah. Recently, when I did, it was, yeah, it was yeah. good to talk to Brent. Good. Um, but that's how I. It's kind of the old school ones I know. I don't know any of the newer ones. Derek Stroop. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. tried to because he's he's probably the newest one. You're right. That's kicking ass right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's on tour, right? Red yeah, Chris, I yeah John Chris. Yeah, John Chris. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's such an old that's old school stuff there. Yeah, we've known you forever, man. I know. Well, it's good to be back. Everything comes full circle. So right. yeah, hopefully I can trip you guys up with right. some of these. We'll see. <laughs> oh, and Lamar, you were also one of our uh, first yeah, Lamar. Lamar, comments. like yeah, I did so many shows with you guys. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. And I don't remember. I remember starting the shows. I don't remember the late nights. <laughs> do the shots. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> we, we start calling it running with the moose because yeah. they got. I uh, passed out on my lawn a few times. It was not good. It was. Yeah. And you're a big guy, so yeah. you've got to yeah. d- drink a lot to make sure um, you nuke yourself out. <laughs> and my liver was like in Marine Corps shape. I mean, it was. You know, I mean, I doing can, burpees. And oh, everything. Bud, oh, but it's it was uh, Yukon Jack was my drink of choice. You remember, <laughs> and that's yeah, yeah. But I used to uh, yeah. drink it like I own stock in the company. So right, <laughs> it's great. No, it's I do miss those those nights and. Um, and the partying too. Yeah. I gotta admit. I mean, and it, it was, was it was always a good time, my man. Yeah, so. it was. <laughs> All right. Well, we got three stories, Adam. All right. You want to read them off? Okay. We've got. <clears throat> don't do drugs. Okay. Standing. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's from uh, South Park. Okay. That guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Okay. Didn't translate well uh, in the writing. <laughs> stand up, Holy Grail, and classroom management mishap. All right. Yeah. Well, am so I picking or are you picking? You're picking. All right, we're picking. So um, usually if I pick second, I always, uh, the one I want to hear the most last. But I want to hear the don't do drugs, okay? <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, when I lived in Colorado, I was here for 14 years, and I lived several years in Boulder, Colorado. And I worked at a company that was essentially a big animal house fraternity. It was insane. And, uh, and that was at the time, I was in my 30s, I was a late bloomer. And this is a PSA to kids. I know you millennials and Zoomers, you're doing drugs like the boomers, like you're yeah, Woodstock every day. But this is a PSA. And I, I would just uh, got into the drug scene, not heavy, but, um, but there was a girl that I knew who was a friend of mine from work. And they said um, they, were, they were doing invites for this wig and velvet party. The wig and velvet party was you'd show up with a wig and you'd show up with something velvet. And the reason is because velvet is tactile and they were going to be doing ecstasy at this party. (laughs) Well, there was a girl that I was really crushing on. I I had this big crush on her and I forget, maybe she's in the medical industry. I can't remember. But she was going to be at that party. And um, and I was so so excited. So I got me like a tight... um, like a velour, uh, r- deep red shirt, tight shirt, and okay. then like a, a, bl- a, 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 it was a blonde, like Elvis wig. And I showed up to this party. Well, uh, I got there late and she was already there. 
and I guess she had already taken her drugs, like the ecstasy. And I, have you guys ever taken ecstasy? Nope, never have, never tried it. So that was my first time. And so I got there late. She was already rolling on ecstasy. And the guy that was like the dealer, I guess they had a, an official dealer. Like you have a DJ and a dealer and whatever. He had a stand. As one does. As yeah. one does yes. in Boulder. He had a stand set up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next like, to the concessions. Yeah. So psychiatric help, uh, five cents. For, uh, so... Um, so I went over and said, hey, can I have, you know, and, I, and it was weird because it was like you went up to this person and you didn't do like speak in code or you didn't have like a password. And he's like, oh, yeah, here's your, you know, give it out to you, a little dole of a, like a pill. Okay. And so I take it and I drink water with it, whatever. And then it was like, I was really impatient because I could see her frolicking, whatever. And everybody's tripping. And they're starting to roll. And I'm feeling left out. And it was like, it was like looking at my watch and I was getting frustrated. It was literally 10 minutes and nothing was happening. And I went back to this guy and I was like, hey, this isn't working. I need another hit of ecstasy. <laughs> and he's like, I don't recommend that. And I was like, who are you? See Everett Coop? What are you like? The, you're like, you know, who are you like the Surgeon General? Now you're like concerned about my health with these designer drugs. And he's like, I don't recommend it. I was like, oh, shut up. Like, I, like yeah. I know what I'm doing. So he gives yeah. me the, this ecstasy and uh, take the second tablet. And it was literally like. I forget, like 10 minutes late at that time. time I mean, you're talking about like shots, you know, yeah. laying face down. Yeah. Time was just starting to get elastic. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. And so it turns out, I didn't know, but that girl, um, like we played like this cat and mouse. And it was like this sexual tension. And then her boyfriend showed up. Oh, shit. And so it was like, now I'm rolling on two hits. And then it's just this <laughs> major like depression. <laughs> like, oh, shit. And so she leaves. And she looked hot in this like, blue wig and everything. And then I was like, oh, well, damn it. And then talked to this other girl who was really hot. Like this girl, like total body type, very beautiful, blonde hair, blood. But she was from like El Salvador. She spoke Spanish. So we were all vibing and, you know. And then she left. And then I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm just like, so now I'm stuck here. And it's the winter time, and I didn't bring a, a, a jacket or anything. And I'm at the house, and it's just later and later. And um, and people were like, as they do in house parties, they were just like, okay, well, you can crash here, right? Of course. So then, so I, how did, how did it work? It was like there was a girl across. I was, we were on the floor. There was a girl crashed out on the sofa. And then I was literally like freezing in this velour shirt. And I put like, there was like a rug, like a yarn rug. And I think I put it over me like, and I, you know, and I'm shaking. And then in the corner of my eye, this girl gets up and I'm like, well, you know, cause you're already pretty horny on this, on two hits. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And, and so she takes a couple steps towards me. I'm like, oh, this is good. And then all of a sudden I, and I'm like, and she's from, literally like from me to the wall there and um and she gets up and uh, she's walking over and then she she crouches and then what looks like her pants go down over her ankles and she squats and she urinates because she's so <laughs> trashed and it's just like right there and i'm like this is just peachy this is awesome right. like and so so then she i don't know crashed out and are then you, i are was, you downstream no, thank God. Like the house was built on a ledge. And like, uh, like right in my face. Great. He was now on the I'm high rolling. side. Worst my, golden my velour, shower ever. My velour shirt is drenched with urine, <laughs> and which probably smells worse because of the ecstasy. But anyway, but I'm sure that's a chemistry class we can take. But so then, so I don't know. I got a, like, I slept there, went home, and I, 
uh, it was at that time. It was like a Friday night show, and I was still rolling the whole weekend. And at the time, I was I was a host for this hippie church in Boulder. It was just a Baptist Southern Baptist church, but it was run by kind of as I called it the hippie church because a lot of hippies went to this church. And I I was supposed to host, and I'm literally like still. Like that whole weekend, I'd be driving, I'd be touching the steering wheel because it's heightened your stuff. And then they're like, uh, and I'm just stroking my face. I'm just looking. And they're like, Matt, Matt, you got to get up there. Like, and everyone's looking at me because the worship ends and then I need to come up and then, hey, welcome to church. And I'm like rolling on ecstasy. And then that was the last thing I think. Then the Monday, I think I was, it was out of my system, but that was it. Like no blue haired girlfriend. Sounds like an old lady, but sounds like a girl wearing a wig. No, none of that. That's the El Salvador and nothing. The peeing girl on the couch, nothing. So, you know, just struck out and then, and then it just was in my system. So there you go. Worst so, golden shower ever. That's right. And it's uh, seeped into that yarn rug, too. So kids, listen to my story. Don't do drugs. All right. So okay. that's my... That's okay. Okay. Don't do drugs. Okay. What's the name of that guy? Mr. Mackey. Mr. Mackey. Yeah, you guys are both reading it like... K, <laughs> no, no, it's K. K, don't do drugs and burn them. K. You're reading the list from now on. <laughs> what do you think about that one? That was that was kind of crazy. Yeah, I uh, I liked it. That's great. Yeah, me too. But Matt's a great storyteller. So <laughs> I know halfway through that, I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be like trying to figure out if it's a lie or not. I'm like all in CIA. <laughs> I'm like all enthralled with the story. Uh, see, like, oh. Sometimes that happens too. You're not. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not paying attention. You're just totally listening to the story. You know right, what I mean? Right, so right. yeah, you're not looking for any kind of dents in it. All right, oh, I picked that one. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. You mean Adam? Adam. Matt. I said Matt. Did I say Matt? Yeah. It sounded, like you, it sounded like you said Matt. Well, I did say Matt. I tried to backtrack. So I was watching on the replay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, Stand Up Holy Grail. All right. All right Stand Up Holy Grail. So I, I was at Comedy Works for a long time when I lived here. Uh, Wendy Curtis, Curtis, shout out to you, the owner. Awesome. What's club. up, Wendy? What's up, Wendy? Thank you for everything. Uh, really helped my career launching me forward. So thank you. Uh, so I had a uh, Charlie Murphy was in town one weekend and I got a notice from the club. They said, hey, Charlie Murphy has been looking at your, you know, you have like at that time you had like videos they could send and they'd want to see like okay, who's going to open, you know, who we want to open. So he um, they said we, he wants you to open for him for the weekend. And um, I hadn't really worked with huge names. Like I'd worked with people that, you know, you, I mean, like Jake Johansson, like great comic, but it's not necessarily like the right. level like Charlie Murphy. And I was right. a big fan of Chappelle's show. And, um, and I was just like really nervous because I was like, uh, yeah, I just was really nervous. Like I, he wasn't necessarily my idol, but like I loved his comedy. You know, I loved the Chappelle show. <laughs> and um, I didn't really read up on on him at, at the time or anything, but like so, I I walk in, open the comedy works. I'm emceeing the shows, like all like eight shows over the weekend, and I walk in, and he's <laughs> he's got that full length mirror in the comedy room, green room, and he's got like a, it's not Ed Hardy, but it's like that kind of crazy design T-shirt, and he's got a huge like silver cross, and he's like adjusting his shirt and his cross, and he's like. 
who are you? And I'm like, oh, um, I'm Matt Baca, Mr. Murphy. I'm your MC tonight. He's like, oh, well, Matt Baca. Like, he'd call me Matt. He wouldn't call me Matt. He's like, well, Matt Baca. And he's just adjusting. <laughs> and he's like, well, Matt Baca, what kind of jokes are you telling tonight? And I was like, um, well, I'm doing, like, some you know relationship jokes, and I teach at the university. He's like, good. I don't want you stepping on my jokes, like my toes, because you, you don't want to have, like, the same joke. Sure, sure. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I meet his opener, which is Freeze Love, and Freeze Love is still around. He's performing. He was actually on Eddie Griffin. Like the well, the first time Freeze Love did an open mic in New York, he like killed it. And Eddie uh, Griffin just happened to be in the audience and took him on tour with him. Wow. Like that. And so it was like, so it was like, oh my god, it's like this different whole level. And then so we we partied like all weekend, like and. You you know stories of Charlie Murphy like from like the Chappelle show like when he's like yeah we were partying with Rick James and he was he was so crazy <laughs> and it was true like he, we would gather around and everyone just got blunts and like Freeze Love is just all like slid eyed like hat crook like Ooh, you know it's hilarious and I'm just like oh my god like and I was probably right off of doing that ecstasy like I'm not gonna fall for this twice you know right, right, you're right. suckered in with your drugs so. Um, <laughs> and then Charlie Murphy would tell these crazy stories. He's just like, and you're just sucked in. And he's like, I, I knew Mr. You know, Mr. Universe, that weightlifter, he'd start talking shit about me. And I called him up. I said, hey, Mr. Mr. Universe, I will cut your face and your chest and it'll cut your money maker. And then, and then Mr. And he says, Mr. Universe came back and said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> anyway, so then we had, a, we had a great, like, we had a great weekend. And then he came to me and he said, you know, I like your kind. My hair was long and I was doing more. I don't really do it now. I don't really do like pothead jokes because I'm, I'm not, I was never really a pothead, you know. I'm not really necessarily a surfer. But he's like, I, because the other thing is, his audiences, like when I would open for Bill Burr, it would be all like drunk sorority girls, drunk like fraternity boys stepping on his jokes. And he's like, right. Jesus Christ, like this is like whack-a-mole. Like Bill Burr's like freaking out. Right. And then Charlie Murphy's audience were totally do do domestic. Like they're just like, they're potheads because they would watch the Dave Chappelle show. Which so, is awesome. Which is awesome. And they're like, oh yeah. And, and you'd have some people say, I'm Charlie Murphy, you know, whatever. Right. But he said, we need to get we need to get someone like you on the tour because you, you're like a hippie. And me and Freeze Love, we were talking about that. And I was like, okay, you know. And it was like, you know, you hear of a comics that get deals or whatever. And I didn't think anything about it. And then like three weeks later, Wendy was like, hey, they want, Charlie Murphy's manager wants to talk to you and have you tour with them. And I'm like, what? Like, like I'm thinking, no way. And... You know, talk to the manager, talk to Eddie Murphy. We did some calls. Eddie Murphy, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Mm -hmm. And we did some calls, and, like, I got on one of his tours. Like, I did, like, four shows. We did all the East Coast. We did New York, Boston. Wow. I think New Hampshire. I think one one other. And then we went, We were supposed to do another, another leg. And then you guys know, I mean, he passed away a few years ago but that right. was like he had a couple bouts i th i forget what he had if he had um diabetes or can i can't remember but he had like two bouts of that and this was the first bout where he had to like stop like get away from the public eye you know do, do uh you know holistic healing whatever that was and so we did like it was like that leg of the tour i did like four cities which was crazy and it was just it was nuts because this was like years after Chappelle show and you still have i'm trying to you still have the people right but they were still pretty laid back and then um yeah and then he took time off 
and then they never they never got back to me you know and i was like you couldn't be like texting sorry you couldn't be like texting the agent like hey come on man let me get in on this <laughs> right, but right. it was it was like one of the top uh, it was like the top high of my life because he you know just to meet him and then have a character and then i would i'd be like i'd play the high professor be like professor's like professor baka you know is this you know is this sentence structure blah blah and i'd be like well i'm high shit like that was my joke and then people <laughs> love the high stuff and it okay. fit really well okay don't do drugs unless you would with Charlie Murphy, okay. But anyway, so anyway, that was it. So it was just like it went high, and then it was like it went higher, and then it and then it just dissipated. Then nothing. So, Dude. Anyway, this is the true story, though. That's an incredible story. It's still, insane. That's that's still a great memory, though. It's, right? It's a it's a great memory. And even then, when I work with like Josh Wolf from Chelsea lately, like when I opened for him, and um, he was talking about, oh yeah, just thought maybe we take you on tour or something like that. Then I'm like, I always have to. It grounds you because you were there, and right. now you, and then and it just and then in, in Hollywood it's even worse because there's just so many opportunities and there's so many people who are macro insane and they're trying to sell you on something you know and you right. have to just keep grounded. But it was he was the most he was genuine and like when you see those videos of him like at Chappelle show and talking about that same right. thing, he would have these eyes. I mean, I will cut you. I will cut you. And, and everybody's, he just created this gravitational force and everyone's like, Oh shit. He cut that guy. Like, right. and, and everyone's high. And it, and it was like, you walked in the green room and there's just smoke. And then I'm here with my sweater vest. Well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> my father is a, uh, he's a cholo. You know, I love him. But yeah. it, it's always made me laugh because that's the threat he always tells people. Like, I'm going to cut him, bro. I'm going to cut yeah. him. And I I'm always laugh. I'm like, cut him. What kind of threat is that? Like, I'm not going to kick your ass. I'm not going to. I'll cut him, bro. I, I walked in there. They start talking shit. I told him, I'll cut you, bro. It's <laughs> like that's their go. That's their default. That's it. That's <laughs> I'll just it cut him, dude. Do you want to negotiate on those stones? No, I'm just going to cut you. <laughs> just going to cut you. Right on the leg, fucker. And then next time, it's the chest. Yeah. Oh, we start low, we go high. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's a great story. <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest. I think that uh, the Chappelle Show for skit comedy or sketch comedy is the best of all time. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. Better than Saturday Night Live, <laughs> Mad TV, oh, yeah. all yep. of them. I liked. Yeah. St- remember we're at Budweiser when we watched the Chappelle Show? Were you there for that? I don't think I was there for that. I've never watched the Chappelle Show. What? I was waiting for that. Yeah, I that was something I just never did. Adam, did watch. You take your ass to Walmart after this, <laughs> and you oh, go no, buy two seasons. I've got, or I'll send them to you because I have them. I got to get stuff out of storage in Denver. I've had it for years. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll give them to you. Uh, you, you well, don't have to I've go to like Walmart. got like Paramount Plus or one of those oh, Peacock. Yeah. They're on some streaming something. We should stop this have. podcast right now so you can take your ass home and watch <laughs> that. We'll just Funny. turn on the TV back here. Yeah, just be like, damn. <laughs> we watched that skit, the blind racist. I don't yeah. know how, dude. Oh. That's yeah. worth the. That's worth it right yeah, there. Yeah. The blood races. That's yeah, yeah. it's genius. It's genius. Yeah. It's, it's, he, yeah. All those characters, insane. So you know, I had seen. I have seen like part of that. So I know what you're talking about there. And then there was the the draft. The draft one. The race the draft. draft. The race draft. The yeah. draft. And that like Bill Burr was on those early episodes, <laughs> yes, and he was yes. he was great. He was like the white guy that's just always, always getting put adventure. upon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, you could talk about the Chappelle show all day, oh. man. That was such a it, bulletproof. I mean, amazing. And two seasons, and then the third, I think he left. That's when he said, "Screw it." And, and then uh, Ashy Larry, uh, what's his name? He he um, was still uh, Charlie Murphy was there, and Danelle Rollins, who's Ashy Larry. Yes, yes, yes. 
uh, they they would be in the sketches. But you see that, and it's like, uh, no, there's nothing with that. Because Chappelle wasn't, I think, writing, and then his partner, uh, Neil something or other, they would co-write that show. And um, I don't know if Neil was still on that third season, but it was really... He's the white guy. That, uh, he's, yeah, He's a yeah. uh, skinny, skinny guy. Yep, well, yep, yep. Uh, uh, thing. Anyway, yeah, it's it's man, dude, Adam, it's well worth Charlie Murphy on there. His laugh alone is what you laugh at when he starts laughing at things. Yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah, his yeah. eyes rolls back and his head yeah, goes yeah. back, and just the way he does it, he's yeah. one of the haters, right? Yeah, he's one of the haters. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, and then yeah, he just, and that's what it's just. That was my first bout with seeing something like on TV, just how magnetic somebody is, and then right. you see him in person, you're like, shit, like. That's why they cast people like that because right. it just transfers through. Right. It was just it was in, it was intense and it was just yeah he was just smoking weed and telling all these stories and that's the thing about like in L.A. or Hollywood it's just characters it's like right. people telling their stories and getting the word out and they're constantly delivering like they never not deliver you know so it was it was powerful so that's awesome it's a yeah. great story what do you think about that one Adam I liked it. it was- <clears throat> Sounded like that'd be a lot of fun doing that. So uh, not to rehash, but real quick, the one he laughs at that I'm thinking of it's it's the one with Prince where they're playing basketball, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shirts and blouses. Oh yeah, I mean because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prince is notoriously was an all state uh, basketball player, yeah, right? He was very competitive, like yeah. in basketball. And then they did have pancakes, I think. After <laughs> you come into my house, Charlie Murphy for pancakes. Goes, I was like, what? Do you guys want to play basketball? Yeah. And that's when Charlie Murphy starts laughing yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirts yeah, and blouses. This guy, this guy, he, uh, yeah. No, it's oh, it perfect. It's, that show's perfection, so. uh, dude. It's one of my favorite of all time as a matter of fact when you watch it half the shit sparky yells at me is from the Chappelle show it's gonna make sense you're gonna have a reference to the way when he yells woogie boogie at me that's what he's yeah, that's yeah. what he's saying woogie boogie, yeah. <laughs> woogie boogie that's that's uh, what he so yells good. at me so i'm mad that's two and oh buddy two and oh i'm just i'm just enjoying the stories i, I have no do you have a one in mind? No, half the time I'm forgetting. I'm supposed to be trying to figure it out. <laughs> He's all analyzing. He's yeah. like, "Wow, he does sound like Charlie Murphy." <laughs> trying to work yeah, on my impression. I'm sitting <laughs> here it's pretty good. I'm, I'm sitting here all nervous about having to say the name of that first story again. Oh, so the next one? No, or the, the last. The, one. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wake up with a cold sweat tonight. Oh, that was funny. Those guys bought Salar Casabudina, uh, right? Yep. Yep. That's cool, man. Bringing the dream alive, baby. That, that's awesome, though, man. Yeah. It's been so long yeah. since I've been there. All right. I, but, actually, going back to the whole South Park thing, I met those guys at Comedy Works one night. Really? Yeah. Trey they, Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, were they were there. Is during like a new faces thing or a new talent night, yeah. and I'm sitting on the couch in the on the green, in the green room, and they came in and sat down on one, one sat down on one side and one sat down on the other. Yeah. I had no idea who they were, and then I finally figured it out. I was like, "Holy shit!" So there's a yeah. friend of mine here in town. She's a huge South Park fan. So I like yeah. text her. I'm like, "Guess who I'm sitting on the couch in the green room at Comedy Works with?" So it was pretty cool. Huh. So did they do time? Um, no, they were just there hanging out. Huh. But that's what you had said on one of the other, I think Terry's podcast was like some guy was going to boycott like like Comedy Works. And it's like, it's, what is that going to do? Like no. it's such a powerhouse. Like you'll find yeah. like, and people who aren't even doing time. Like <clears throat> first time I've ever, the only time I met Brian Regan, he just dr- did a drop by, didn't do a set, but he had just performed at Wells Fargo Theater and then he just came and bought us all right. tequila shots. And, like, <laughs> and that was the night I opened for Bill Burr. And so I was like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and, right. like, 
I mean, I love the improv. It's great. But I mean, at least in Denver, they don't, they wouldn't get those acts. I don't, no. I don't know how it is now, but it's like, same thing. Like, it, is that Trey Parker and Matt Stone just yeah. chilling out in the yeah, green room? Because I like, heard the names and I'm like, why does those names sound so yeah. familiar? Then it finally, I was like, holy cow. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. I never knew that. You never told me that story. I didn't think it was that big a deal until South Park blew up. Yeah. Oh, so, this was before it blew up? Well, no, it oh. was, everybody knew who they were, but okay. it was just, on, I never, right. I, looked, I thought there was a dog yeah. crawling in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you let a She's dog in. She's done the army crawl. <laughs> She's army crawling across the floor. those guys that took them to Utah. Miss Speed Dial over here. Of course. Of course <laughs> you did. I thought either he's going to make She's a She's dialed in. She's She's one. I mean, it's nuts. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our, our Trey Parker moment. If this Ukraine-Russian thing goes on any longer, we'll have to send Terry Parker and Greg in there to send, like, she probably knows someone that could end it right now. So, that, hi, um, Dimitri, yeah, could you do something with yeah. Putin? Okay, yeah, he owes me a favor. Yeah, like, <laughs> we did his Jewish wedding. Yeah, so yeah. She's like, fine, fine, I'll call Jews. him. I'll, I'll get the Ukrainian Jews. On you, know, <laughs> you, know that, you know that thing we were talking about? Well, it's time. That's why the little kid wears the rugby jersey. One of the South Park kids. Oh, gotcha. We turn all, right. all Asian. Oh, so crazy. Diddy son. Talk crazy now. Diddy son. He's no. Please don't cancel me for that accent. I'm sorry. All right. We got one more story, man. Adam, you want to read it off? Yeah, it's a classroom management mishap. All right, so uh, so you guys know I've been an educator for years, and I just want to preface this by saying I had a revelation. Like I said, I, I got out of corporate. I was giving too much of my emotion to corporate. Uh, I'm an entertainer now. Like I just have – I introduced myself as that. Right. I'm a teacher because I'm good at it. Like I, I, I love my students, but I'm not tenured. I was never like uh, – and this story relates to like if you've ever seen uh, Mr. Holland's Opus right. or some some cheesy – not cheesy, but some schmaltzy movie about teachers trying to make a difference. Anyway, so I was uh, – in my 20s, I got my master's. I was getting my master's in education. I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which at the, at the time – Probably still is, and I don't like to bum like a lot of white people, you know, really hippie white people out, but because they always like Santa Fe and Taos and stuff. But then when I tell them that Albuquerque once had the highest murder rate per capita in the U.S., it kind of bums them out. Anyway, so uh, at the time, I, I my hair was very short. Uh, I wore I wore sweater vests. I was um, in the evenings. I would take I would do my master's classes in education, and during the day I would substitute teach. Well, Albuquerque had the largest public school system in the nation at the time it had like 16 high schools alone just wow. in denver public school and the crazy thing is you could substitute one day up at la cueva high school which is a bunch of rich white kids in the heights who would be doing coke with their parents and then other times you're like in the <laughs> war zone you know what i mean so i was just very idealistic and like almost like you know i'm hispanic but you know, my mom's canadian so i'm not like full-on you know you know Latino, you know, Mexanadian, Mexanadian, Hispanic, you remember yeah, that? That's right, that's Hit right. the pinata on, you know, the NAFTA de Mayo, and then you get <laughs> Molson's. Um, you get Molson's. Anyway, so, but uh, but I was buying into this. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm trying to work some bits on this with ho my affinity to Hollywood. But everything's like a Hollywood movie to me. But I was just like, I want to reach 
you know, these kids, like even as a substitute teacher, you're only there a day. You give some kids some personal attention that they might not have gotten. Whatever. So I go in and I get West Mesa High School in Albuquerque. And so it's the opposite of those white kids doing cocaine. Right. And I walk in, sweater vest. I have a satchel. I don't know why I have a satchel. <laughs> I don't know if I have lesson plans. Anyway, so I had to substitute teach a wood shop class you just go in and it's like it's essentially like you die and you respawn somewhere in a video game and that's just where they send you you're right. doing calculus today hey you're doing a wood shop class so i'm bright-eyed bushy i'm in my late 20s and and my whole life is in front of me and i want to connect it wasn't about entertaining kids i just wanted to talk to them and, and whatever so i walk in and there's like it looks like it it just looks like a, a, you know, just a combat situation. Like just <laughs> chairs are overturned. There's like crumpled up paper. I don't know why you have paper in a wood shop class. Maybe to trace the, you know, for the wood. I don't, I'm not like a wood shop expert. And that was when they had wood shop. Right. When you would have a wood shop teacher that would have missing like three fingers or whatever, <laughs> right. right? Was it the VC? No, it was a buzzsaw right over there. You know? So <laughs> was um, it the VC? Yeah, yeah. Were you a Yakuza? No, it was that the bandsaw. <laughs> No, so. You said that I, the first thing I thought was VC. I don't even know what tool that is. <laughs> right, right, right. I, yeah, I, I'm with you now. Yeah, Nickname is Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I walk in and it's like, it's like it's just trashed, and uh, and it's all you know, it's all these really uh, I, pro I could say Hispanic, Latino, Chicano, real dark skinned kids. Right. And I'm like, uh, da, 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 and I got the lesson plans. And it's like, oh, just wheel in the AV cart. You remember the AV cart? Of course. And just play Stargate SG-1 because <laughs> they're in the <laughs> middle of that. So you'll, they're halfway through. I'm like, oh, so it's Woodshop class. You're looking at architecture from the future with right. Kurt Russell <laughs> and James Spader. With right, that. right. And, and it just didn't make sense. It was so weird. And so I wheel it out. And, you know, and there's a kid. I just remember there's a kid like... He's, he has glasses on. He's like reading his, he's like 80 or something. He's reading his paper, like the student news, West Mesa student newspaper, like who got shanked, you know, during the <laughs> lunch break or whatever. And he's sitting there and, um, and there was a, uh, and I can't remember his name, but it was like, this is where the Hollywood thing comes together. Cause he was so cliche. Like you're talking about like Cholos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up in Southern New Mexico. Like we got like chased by, by Mexican gangbangers and Cholos and, and they would mug us for our milk money and we'd have to convert it to pesos and then, you know, wire <laughs> transfer it to a Waka or whatever. It was just a, a real thing. And so I knew, but that was my thing. Like, oh, I know, I know this world and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, and I was wearing like horn rim glasses. I mean, it was like the biggest, like, but it was like that thing, like dangerous minds kind of thing. Right. And I don't know how I'm going to reach them while we're watching Stargate SG-1. It's really ridiculous. So there was some guy, I don't know, Tuco, let's call him Tuco. But, and he's like, Tuco, pre, you know, this is his prequel. Tuco's, you know, his prequel to how he got there. But wife beater and i know that's not politically correct but that's what it is it's just uh. undershirt i think he had a teardrop tattoo i'm not sure shaved head and um i don't know i'm like they're not paying attention to the movie and so again this is all about classroom management and I'm like, hey guys, let's uh, you know, open hand gestures like I'm hostage negotiation. Like, hey, let's let's <laughs> calm it down. Like, blah blah blah. And the guy just starts interacting with me, this guy Tuco, and he's like, oh yeah, we you know, 
I, I forget what he said, but it escalated. And he was like, yeah, well, your dad's, your dad's gay and your mom, your mom likes to do other things. And she's gay too. And she, like, he just started ramping it up. It was one of those things where like, I usually have a pretty long fuse. Like, it, you know, it had, takes a lot to, to get under my skin and he just kept going. And, um, and I forget what he said, but I snapped and I, I said, um, what did I said, I think I said, uh, no, you know, I can't remember. I, I said, I said, I, at one point I said, you know what? You're acting like a real dick. And the whole class, <laughs> like you could hear like the, the record. The skip, <laughs> and then it was like Stargate, like, like, you know, stopped, you know, got paused. No, but, but, but no, but before, cause there was all this paper and he, he went, and this is very like, if you ever seen blood in blood out, like prisoners and they're spit, like spitting their loogies and stuff. And this kid just disrespectfully, he went, and he spit this loogie like right in front of me and i'm like i was like you need to pick that up and he goes you know not sachet because cholos don't sachet but you know what i mean but he gets up and he goes and he takes one of the crumbled pieces of paper and he scoops it up and he shoves it in my face with it like dripping and oh, i was no, like throw it no. throw it away and he throws away, and then I don't. And then that's when I say, you know what? You're acting like a real dick. And that's when everyone, like, and this kid. So anyway, he got dick, and he goes, "Would you say a say?" And I go, "You're acting like a real dick." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he goes, and I think he did like this, like where cholos or fighters would do that, where it just you just right, right misses you. Yeah. And you can feel the hair, the stubble. They try, they, they may try to make you flinch a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, I'll kick your ass, I say. And I was like, I think I said, like, after school. I forget what I said. I'm stupid. <laughs> and he goes, after school, I say. And I was like, Orale. I don't know what I said. It was like James almost, like James almost like just went off the rails. Like, I'm going to kick your ass after James Spader <laughs> yeah. diffuses the nuclear weapon. Like, I got James Spader mixed up with James almost. So got you know Ooh. what? I'm going to cut you. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna, they, they all got, that's good. They all get up. Oh, shit. It's a, it's a line for being cut. So then he leaves, slams the door. And then this kid who's reading the paper, he goes, you know, Mr. Baca, He's going to kick your ass. <laughs> and he goes right back, to, right back to reading his paper. And, and, uh, and the whole class is just like on edge. And, uh, and, I, and then, I, you know, I was, I was praying, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, dude, you need to find that guy and, like, apologize. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and then it was like after one of the periods, maybe fifth period, he was hanging out there by the class, and I, I went out there, and I just apologized. I said, hey, Tuco, whatever. I'm, mm. I'm really sorry. It just it got me upset when you said my dad was gay and, you know, yeah. and glory holes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, and he didn't say, oh, I forgive you. But then we did, like, that cholo shake, and then we hugged. And that was it. I got the hell out of school. <laughs> I never went back. And so that is a great example of just, like, uh, you know, when you're young, whatever you're doing, whether you're in management or teaching, right. you're just like, oh, the world's so full of life. And, and that's where I'm at now. It's just like I teach. It's very transactional. Students love me, but I'm not 
I'm not making it anything more than it is. Anyway, so, and that was, I think that was not the nail in the coffin for me trying to reach like, you know, at risk youth, but it was definitely like, oh, this is, this is not my vibe. I'm not, right. I'm not, uh, oh, Captain, my Captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Captain Shank me. You know I mean? I'm, so, I'm not going to risk my youth to reach at risk youth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounds so super transactional, but it, but it was just, and that was, like I say, it was a, you know, Albuquerque, it can be a rough town, you know, oh, and if you're right. a sub, you don't, you, you know, they're not. And I think, I don't know, maybe the assistant principal came up to me and said, we heard what happened with Tuco. <laughs> I can't remember. I probably blocked that part out. But anyway, <laughs> so that's that story. There's a little um, end of my innocence of teaching. Is Tuco a reference from Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's okay. what it was. Because okay. I couldn't remember who else. Yeah, but yeah. he had that that energy like Tuco that was like, right, oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> anyway. You watch Breaking Bad? Nope. Jesus, Adam. We need a podcast that says, that's like, has he watched it? That's and pretty you have good. to like describe something. I have to like figure out but, what you're talking about. You know, but my thing was when I when that first came around, it, it reached me because one, I, I did school in Albuquerque, right. and I didn't really like Albuquerque after a while. I was just like, you know, you know, sometimes in New Mexico they call it, it's land of enchantment, but they call it land of entrapment because people can't get out of there. It just right. creates like a suck. Right. And, but I thought it was interesting, one, because as a teacher, thinking about teaming up with a student, like to, not for me to make meth, but just you'd have all these inside jokes like, oh yeah, and I would keep in touch with a lot of my students. So, oh, I remember you in my class, you do this. And I thought that was an interesting novelty. And then just some of the depressing nature of what Albuquerque is actually sure. in terms of the drug scene and just what, what I experienced and the way that it's filmed, you know, very, you know, like a desert, stuff like mm -hmm. that. I don't know if it didn't have those elements, if I would have been, you know that that sucked in, but but it's a great, you know. But then but then you you're like oh I I think I think where they filmed Walter White teaching like in this Cambridge class I think that was a school where I got jumped. So it all comes full circle. Oh man! Episode five, got you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did, watched it, watched Breaking Bad though. Excellent. Yeah. It's uh, the real quick on the Breaking Bad. Uh, it's got one element that I love in every show. And that's the fact you can't tell whether you like or dislike the main character. Yeah. You can't yeah. tell whether you like Walter White or not. You you go back and forth. That's that for yeah. me that's a great T V show. Like the Sopranos and Tony Soprano. You yeah, just yeah. don't know whether yeah. you like him or not, you know. Yeah. It's the tension of the story to say oh. and then other things would <clears throat> unveil and you're like, Well, I would probably do the same thing. Right. <laughs> that situation. But there's yeah. times you're like, You bastard, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a great show. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend. So if you have, you know, a few weeks of your life to spend <laughs> yeah. watching six seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I got through Game of Thrones, man. It was. Uh, oh yeah, I know. That's I. I've, I saw one episode where she. Wa I don't know why we watched it, but where she's walking naked through the the village and they're all yeah. pelting her yeah. and beating her. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh, that's a good clip, I guess, to watch. Because she's an asshole and she yeah. deserved it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what they said. So, but I never. I, other than that, I just I never got into that that debt genre really, oh, really? yeah same thing with hobbit and that you know it's just like mm. uh, you know it's just not my scene but but drug dealers in albuquerque you yeah. <laughs> really can relate bring me more yeah, yeah do it <laughs> that. 
you truly have not disappointed. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, but, no. By the way, you know, I was thinking, oh, what stories? Because I and then Terry said, you know, you, you guys would say watch our episodes, and then I'd watch the non. I forgot that you guys did comics, and so I watched the right. non comics, right. and I was like, Terry, some of these aren't really that funny. And she's yeah. like, well, they're not comics. I was like, oh shoot! Yeah, so I'm like yeah. watching, you yeah. know, binging hers and Alan's, right. and you know, right? So, I yeah, uh, that was fun. that's one misconception about the podcast. I'm trying to get rid of is I, I like people to come on and just tell stories about their life. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd love to hear, like, uh, heartbreak stories, hard luck yeah, stories, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. triumphant stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, those those to me are great stories, too. Yeah, you know, but yeah. people come on and want to tell funny stories all the time. And, um, yeah, if you want to be on the podcast and tell me uh, crazy shit that's happened to you, I love those stories, yeah. man. So, well, Terry was like, I was like, well, what about this other story? And she's like, you know, it's supposed to be lighthearted. <laughs> like, well, I'm not going in, like, no. killing people or no, something. No, no. But, you know. No, we've had some pretty crazy true stories on here that uh, a few that I've t- taken back, like, holy shit, really? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, no matter whether you're a comic or just a regular person, everybody's got great stories. Everybody's had crazy right. shit happen to them, whether you know it or not. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know what it is until you tell the story to someone like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, is that yeah. weird? Is yeah, that not like, normal? It's normal for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it's hilarious. Uh, all right, man. Well, Matt, we do uh, rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors to see who has to pick first. How, uh, do, you, how do you do it? Do you, uh, do you go boom, boom, shoot, or rock, paper, scissors, I shoot? Could, I could, I could, uh, we could do pick a number between that I'm thinking one and ten, and the one the closest gets to go first. You want to try a little different today? We can do that. All right. Who goes first? I don't know. We rock, paper, scissors. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's just do that. Let's just go cut to rock, paper, scissors. We're like, it's like, it's like uh, Inception, a dream within a dream. I think we're almost ready to play. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Matt. We played tic-tac-toe five times. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going on my stats page. i got to figure out like how many. We're, we're doing push-ups to see if we can do more. It's, it's, it's getting out of hand, okay? Yeah. Rochambeau is the best. Rochambeau. Yeah. How do you do it, though? How do you, how do you Rochambeau? Do you do? Isn't it just ro- Oh, you just say one, two, three, and then you just on the three. One, two, three. Boom! He's a three pumper. God bless yeah. him. What do you do? He, I do four. I do oh. like rock, paper, scissors, sheet. Oh. See, well, I do three too. I'm like boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's just do three. Let's go with you. Three, it is. Okay, you ready? Go, ready? Mess this up, but yeah. Paper covered rock. We'll try it again. All right. Wait, what happened? He went I was like this. I was going for four because I'm used to oh, four. Well, we could do four. Can this, you do this, <laughs> this? This would be like half the podcast. And now we're back with three after sixty-two rounds. Matt, you're <laughs> laughing. This has happened. This is a thing. So we didn't realize. I didn't realize there's two different ways to do rock paper scissors. Well, the, two different ways to count the beats on it. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But some people do three. Some people do four. We were doing. Yeah, I kept shooting on three the whole time, and then I didn't realize he wasn't done. He was still pumping. When I, you know. So he kept doing paper. I kept doing rock, and I was destroying him every episode. And oh, I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'll really? take it." And he looked confused, like, "Why? Why'd you go there?" I'm like, "Why didn't you go? What's wrong with you?" You know, that's really. Funny. But I, I guess that's three, the three, same. Three. Like, in they would say, "Like, okay, on three, we'll cut the wire to the bomb." Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is it on, on three, three or, or three? is it after three? Yeah. So you're doing after. You're doing on. Right, right. <laughs> At least not a nuclear bomb. No bombs. Ready? Okay. No bombs. <laughs> Damn it again, same one. Okay. This is one I don't want to pick on first because you really, man, you've done an awesome job, man. These are pretty Thanks, fantastic. Uh, don't do drugs. Okay. Uh, stand up, holy grail, and the classroom management mishap. So, 
I'm going to say Stand Up Holy Grail is true. I think that one to Charlie Murphy is a true story. I, yeah. I, I, I'm I pretty sold now. It was a great story, by the way. And your your uh, impression of him is fantastic. <laughs> um, the uh, classroom, uh, I'm leaning to that. I don't know, man. Don't do drugs. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that one being true. Okay. Um, although it had the least amount. Well, I'm going to say that one's true. I'm going to go with the uh, classroom... Uh, Management mishap. I think part of that is true, but I think towards the end might be a little made up. I think that might be the embellished part. So I'm going to pick the third one, the classroom management mishap, Mr. Vokey. Okay. my I'm kind of going the same way as you, that, you know, the whole classroom management mishap. I was thinking, well, up until then, I was thinking, don't do drugs. Okay. <laughs> How did I do? Did I do better? That's good. Just did name, I do better? Name your podcast that. Don't do okay. drugs. Okay. The blocker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking that one, and then I, the management mishap when I was like, so I was like you, like the end of it was, I was like, eh, I don't know. So I think I'm going to, I'm, I think we're going to like double up on this one. I'm going to oh, go shit. with classroom management mishap. All right. DP. DP. So, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Right. So we're going to take the same one? Right, we're taking right. the same one. Matt Baca, flip it over. Okay, I'm going to flip it over. And what we have is, it's stand-up Holy, Holy Grail. <laughs> and, and, and I'll just say, because it was a high, it was, part of it was fake. So all of it was real, except he never asked me to go on. He did. He did mention I'd like a hippie to go on tour, but he never called back and to go on tour. And that was my first sign of like not getting your hopes up, like with wow. cause, you know what I mean? Because he he had talked about it, but then I'm like, well, how many joints had he smoked when he talked to me? About right. It? But everything else, it was all true. Like smoking weed in the green room, all of his stories, um, you know, learning <laughs> from Freeze Love stuff like that, uh, and then. So then the classroom management thing. You guys seem really hurt. You guys are like, damn, oh, damn you. It. I hate when Because <laughs> this is two in a row. We got beat both. Yep. But but here's the thing. That classroom management, everything was true. Like, I don't, I think I just mentioned, like, the one of the principals came up to me after, right, maybe. Right. I can't remember exactly. But I'm telling you, everything happened exactly in that way. Like, wow. I thought, like, he was really rude about my parents, and it started to boil <laughs> Like I got, I got started to get really upset and just lost my cool. And when he, when he spit on the ground and shoved at my face and it was close to my face, just like when he was going to do that, it was just right. everything coming from like these kids doing Coke with their parents and being like <laughs> tipping me for substitute teaching or right, you know, right. just the, right. the, it was just so weird. And then, like I say, that's a story where I'm like, I just don't ever want to be that teacher. That's that. And I'm not like I'm an entertainer, but I just right. never wanted to fall into that and be like, oh, well, it's just the cross I have to bear, like dealing with right. these kids. You know what I mean? And, and there are good kids out there. I'm not dissing, but but it was just it was lawlessness. Oh, the other thing I didn't tell you, which I forgot in the story. I the reason why I subbed was because that teacher was on like vacation. Well, it turns out they lied to me. He wasn't on vacation. He was on um probation or suspension because he took a, a two by four and cracked a kid in the head with it <laughs> to manage his class. <laughs> I should have included that because that would have made it even more like this is insane. Yeah, like there's yeah. no way that would be true. But that's and they don't they don't tell you that going in there. Like well, you're why going would they? you're going into Fallujah like a Fallujah <laughs> woodshop class yeah. and then it's all these dynamics and it was like, ugh, it's just but it's the funniest story because 
Anyways, why would they tell you though, Matt? You know, the, the secretary's like, "Do you tell them about Doug? What about Doug? What happened to Doug?" Yeah, it's like they just overhearing. Oh, well, what about the, your Doug cracking? Egg? What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> just go, go to your classroom. He, he's here's your, here's your, Vegas. here's your flag jacket. Yeah. <laughs> coming in live. Hard hat. Coming in over Afghanistan. You know Morse code, right, Mr. Baca? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're on the walls. <laughs> like POW. Is this but, a is this a rape whistle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's actually pretty good. Because this is a, a bit I'm working out. Like, right. Here's, right. A rape Here's some bear spray. Yeah, bear spray, <laughs> rape whistle. And um, you can tell them you're full Latino. <laughs> and you might want to leave your satchel here, sir. Yeah, because yeah, that's faggoty. <laughs> Do you have anything in there that they can use to kill you? <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I had saltines and they slit my throat with a salt. <laughs> we got that pussy. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, and then that drug story. Yeah, that drug story was totally true. That's, so that's like, crazy. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm glad that story is true, though. I wanted it to be true. Yeah. So, and I mean, just as a note, like I tried hard drugs two times each. Like I just I did right. X at uh, Rave on the Rocks when they had Rave on right, the Rocks. Right, I remember. And a, a producer friend of mine brought his friends, and I, he gave me a. I, th- I think I yeah, give me a tab of it, whatever. And then the <clears throat> the wife, like I had a real like it was kicking in. It was like all the lights. You know, so I'm like, I was communing with God, and it was weird because one of the fr- the wives of one of the friends was giving people lap dances, like <laughs> you know what I mean. And I was like, she like starts straddling me. I was like, no, thank you. Like <laughs> like she was really offended. Like you don't want a lap dance. I'm like, ah, it's a God thing right now. I'm really yeah, communing yeah. with God. <laughs> And, uh, and now I, you know, I, I know, like we talk about generational stuff and like I did a show in Arizona and I did stuff about, you know, sobriety and jokes about, you know, drug use, all this stuff. And one of the managers came up to me after the show and said, oh, this is a great set because, you know, the kids today are, and you might be more familiar with that, having a daughter that's a teenager, but they're ex- more, they're way more into drugs than I, I think Gen X was. Really? Is what she's saying. Like they're really doing it, like a lot of the uh, hippies in the '60s. Like really, like getting full into it. You know what I mean? But I'll be damned. And I don't know. I, but I, I mean, and I would, I would think so. Just seeing like comedy on the stage and mm. how much comics are talking about, you know, a lot of different drug use. But you know, that just, that just might be. Yeah, but they also have more designer drugs nowadays. That's true. Right. That's true. And weed is a whole different strain oh, these bud. days too. I mean, it's, but I still get high. I mean, I'm not, I don't get high, but like I still get paranoid when I get high. So that's right. when people are like, Oh, you should just microdose. And I was like, I don't want to have to deal with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what a friend of mine was saying. She was doing a lot of edibles and like right. back in our day, or even not even that long ago, like eight, nine years ago, it was just right here, take this gummy bear. Like, well, how many milligrams is it? I don't know. It's like a Russian roulette. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, ayahuasca, you're tripping balls off in Peru. Oh, how did I get here? And now they're like, oh, this is 10 milligrams. Like she yeah. microdoses yeah. and she's like, yeah, if I hit 30 milligrams, I'm going to like, I, I'll just be like, time goes elastic and I just, I don't know what's happening. But she can appropriate it because she probably right. has her little gummy bear like pill box like right. oh 10 milligrams 20 30 which we never had it was like hit this okay Dude. what's it angel does all right yeah, so it was like, how many like milligrams that, of angel does like that story that carrie was telling on here with the the guy said i have two pills one of them's five milligrams one of, of acid of, of yeah of oh. acid one's one's oh, one, yeah. yeah one's a one milligram the other one's a 10 milligram which one do you no, want he, he had two he had told a story about it. he had two uh his buddy loves drugs, and he had one sweet tart with one hit of acid, 
One had 10 hits of acid. So Carrie says, give me the one hit. And it's like later on that day, his friend's like, that might have been the 10 hit, man. He's like, it's like the same I color. May, yeah, I may have got him confused. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a great story. They go, by the way. but uh, Which is great. I yeah. mean, yeah, so it's it's different. And they do. Yeah, they'll, they'll microdose with acid mm-hmm. and you'll microdose with mushrooms. Like a lot of friends of mine do that. I'm like, I don't even want to. Because that's another story. Like I was with a girl and she like was like, open your mouth and close your eyes and you'll get a big surprise. And it's like, it tastes like crap. She's like, I was like, what is it? She's like, it's mushrooms. (laughs) And I I looked and her face turned into like, and I'm an 80s baby, but it was like, literally her face started morphing. It was a bad trip already. And her face started, it morphed into one of those space invader faces. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like all pixelated, like in the 82. (laughs) Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> she's like, you're, you're tripping out. Like her jaws, like those things. Like the predator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die. So that's why I just don't like, I don't mess with any of it. Back because, off, predator. I'll cut you. <laughs> yeah. I'll cut, I'll cut you. But, but that's why like, you know, kids today, like I just, then I really feel like I'm old and I'm like a narc because I'm not oh, going to do any of those drugs. Cause I don't, I don't know what those drugs are going to do to me. So, where they're usually pretty good about it. Nowadays, I guess, you buy weed from, from a dispensary. You don't got to pick the seeds out, right? It's not. Yeah, that's true. Remember back in the day, uh, ditch weed, you had to pick the seeds yeah. out of that shit. You had to work for it, you know? So, yeah, it's changed. That's funny. That reminds me of uh, when I watched Alan's podcast, and he said, oh, he was in Jamaica, and everyone thinks, oh, it's all this good weed. He's like, oh, it's the worst weed. <laughs> like, yeah, in Jamaica, yeah, yeah, like ditch yeah, weed, like yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, just pick out the seeds. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it is, man. It's like we're from America now. We've, we've, we've evolved past your seeds here, weirdo. Oh, so. that's so funny. Oh, Matt. You know what, Matt? This has been a really fun episode. I'm <laughs> so glad you came down, man. No, it's really my pleasure, and it's really good to work with you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe if we get the comedy back on the running, we'll give you a call. Yeah, and come please back do. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I say, teaching back in Boulder in the summer, so I'll be coming back for... <clears throat> like June, July, August to run like a couple day intensives and then just come back for some other stuff. So probably come back in a few weeks so I can record some of these videos at the lab at CU Boulder. Like they have, because of, of Zoom and everything, you could do stuff on green screen. So I'm right. trying to do more professional stuff. So yeah, I'd love to, if it works out like in the summer and you need help promoting it, it'd be great. But you guys are really awesome, really great friends and really good promoters and producers. And well, you make you. it look a lot, uh, very easy in the comedy world to be able to do that. Cause it's, you know, working with Terry and like the same thing, she makes it look really easy and there's just so many moving parts. And it's just like, right. it's like project management on steroids. Yeah. Like, oh God. Yeah. No one's trying to cut us or spit on us. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. You'll be the show. I'll be the headliner. And then this is your life. Tuco. <laughs> you guys find him and he finally does his job. He's in an orange jumpsuit. Like we had to borrow him. So he's, he's yeah. going to be back in an hour, yeah, Matt. Yeah, so yeah. let's get the stabbing going, yeah, shall it's, we? It's my Mr. Holmes opus. <laughs> yeah, they all call the gang members yes. that tried to shank me. Matt, <laughs> Matt pulls up at the venue. He sees an Impala in the parking lot. He's like, I'm not going in there. Sorry, I know guys, who's I'm in there. Kind of They're like, Terry's there with the contract. This is your rider. We're really going to sue your ass. It's the brown M&M's. Yeah. <laughs> and then she comes out. She's got a little mask on with the 80s invaders. Like, oh, look, man, here we go. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> but one grammar ten. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh well. Oh god. Good that, times. Yeah, it was good times. Matt, thank you so much yeah, for coming. Welcome. On. You're welcome. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, you can find all our stuff on the bullhucker.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. The little red dot, bottom right hand of the corner. Also, uh, any kind of platform, make sure you uh, leave a rating and review. Matt, thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Vokey. See you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.